Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. As we continue our study of faith this week, we'll be focusing on how to activate your faith. As I said last week, everything in life is based on how we walk by faith. It should be the first priority in our life because everything we do is affected by our faith. Let's begin in Luke 7:36 through verse 50 and look at the action words in this passage that confirms that faith is activated by our action. Now one of the Pharisees was requesting him to dine with him, and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner, and when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought now this is an action, an alabaster vial of perfume and standing, an action, behind him at his feet, weeping. This is an action. She began to wet, this is an action, his feet with her tears and kept wiping. This is an action. Then with the hair of her head and kissing, this is an action, his feet and anointing, this is another action, then with the perfume. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is, who is touching, this is an action, him, that she is a sinner. We'll skip down to verse 50. Then he said to her, Your sins have been forgiven. Those who were reclining at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this man who even forgives sin? And he said to the woman, Your faith, this is an action, has saved you. Go in peace. Jesus called this woman's weeping and standing faith. He called what she brought to him faith. He called anointing his feet faith. Jesus even called her wiping the tears with her hair faith. The woman acted and Jesus called everything she did faith. Luke 17, 5 and 6 says, The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now we see from these verses that it's possible for our faith to increase and grow bigger. And even if you have a small bit of faith, you would say, Now, That's an action. We have to act on what we believe by saying what we believe. There are two ways to release your faith. First, we release our faith by what we say. And second, we release our faith by our actions that confirm what we say. We don't just believe something. We say something. Romans 4.17 says, As it is written, A father of many nations have I made you. In the presence of him who he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. When I first learned about the things of God, I felt like I was lying when I would say, wealth and riches are in my house because I'm the righteousness of God. When I would look at my checkbook and my balance would be very small. Or when I would say, I walk in divine health when I had symptoms in my body. 
Then I got the revelation that I was walking by faith when I called those things which were not as though they were. I was actually increasing my faith. If you want your faith to increase, you have to not only believe what you want to happen, you have to say what you want to happen. Believing and saying go hand in hand. You have to say it out loud, loud enough for the devil to hear it, because he's the one who's holding back your blessings, not God. We serve a good God who only has good plans for our lives, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. I want to remind people that John 10, 10 is the dividing line in the Bible. It says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I, or Jesus, came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. As you begin saying what you believe, people may look at you funny or say negative things about you. However, I want to encourage you to not be ashamed of the power of the gospel, the word of God, or I don't want you to be intimidated by what people are going to say about you. Simply focus on what the word of God is telling you and do it. Call those things which are not as though they are. You must believe what you say because it is an action and it will produce results in your life. Whether they are positive or negative thoughts and words, they will produce a harvest. Let's look at another example of faith being an action. As we read on in Luke 17, verses 11 through 14 tell us about the ten lepers. It says, While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him, and they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Leprosy was a disease that required people who contracted it to be separated from the main community according to Moses' law. Lepers were treated as outcasts, and they had to live in camps or colonies by themselves. When they left their homes, if they met someone on the road, they were required to call out, Unclean! Unclean! so people could avoid them. This is why they were standing a distance away from Jesus. However, when they saw Jesus, they cried to him to have mercy on them. This is an action that indicated they knew who he was. They cried for help instead of calling out unclean. When Jesus saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. According to the law of Moses, after a leper was healed, he would show himself to the priest and the priest would verify that he was healed and he could return to the society. When Jesus said, Go show yourselves to the priest. In God's mind, these men were already cleansed and made whole. The last part of this passage says, And as they were going, they were cleansed. In other words, while they were acting on what Jesus had told them to do, they were cleansed and healed. This was an action of their faith. They didn't see a manifestation until they took a step of faith. Now this is contrary to our human nature if we're not walking by faith. Our natural desire is to wait until we see something to believe it will happen and then we'll accept it. But that's not faith. We have to act on what we believe by saying what we believe or saying what the Word of God says about our circumstances, even when they don't look like the way we want them to look. Again, Romans 4.17 says to call those things which are not as though they are. Can you imagine the conversation among the lepers when Jesus told them to go to the priest? 
I would imagine that it was similar to the conversations we would have today if Jesus told us to do something that was so simple, yet so profound in producing results, if we would just exercise our faith and act on what he would tell us to do. Let's keep reading in Luke 17. Verses 15 through 19 says, Now one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but the nine? Where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. From these verses, we see again that faith is an action. When Jesus told the leper to stand up and go, your faith has made you well, it wasn't God's power that healed him or made him well. Yet, we do know that it was God's power. It was the leper's faith that activated God's power. As he went to the priest, which is an action, he believed he was healed. Like the leper, as you act on God's word today, your manifestation will come to you. Let's talk about faith and our prayers. Praying is an action that requires faith. When we pray, we pray to a God that we can't see, usually asking Him for seemingly impossible requests that will fulfill the desires of our heart. You have to know, it takes faith to believe someone we can't see actually hears us and that He will answer us. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 1.20, For all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. I base my faith philosophy on this verse. Pray first, pray often, and God always answers yes because all His promises are yes and amen. Luke twenty-two thirty-one and 32 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Jesus told Simon Peter that he had prayed for him, that his faith would not fail. From this verse, we see that our faith can fail. Faith fails when it fails to act. Faith is acting on what you believe or acting on the Word of God. James two fourteen through 18 confirms this. It says, What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. But someone may well say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. When I first heard the statement, the word works, work the word, I didn't understand it and I certainly did not know what it meant. I'm so thankful that a friend took their time to explain it to me. It simply means that when you work the word, you find God's promise from the word of God regarding your situation. You read that word, meditate that word, and then confess that promise until you see it manifest in your life. You use that promise on the devil when he tells you it isn't going to work the way you're confessing it will be. You remind the devil of God's word just like Jesus did when he said, It is written. 
That is faith in action. That's how you activate your faith. I would like to read James 2, 14 through 26 in the Passion Translation because I believe it clearly explains faith is activated by our action. It says, My dear brothers and sisters, What good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed or hungry and you leave them saying, Goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup, what good is your faith? So, then faith that doesn't involve action is phony, but someone might object and say, One person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works, and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. You can believe all you want that there is one true God. That's wonderful. But even the demons know this and tremble with fear before him. Yet they're unchanged. They remain demons. Oh, feeble sons of Adam, do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony? Wasn't our ancestor Abraham found righteous before God because of his works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Can't you see how his action cooperated with his faith, and by his action, faith found its full expression? So in this way, the scripture was fulfilled. Because Abraham believed God, his faith was exchanged for God's righteousness. So he became known as the lover of God. So now it's clear that a person is seen as righteous in God's eyes, not merely by faith alone, but by his works. And the same is true of the prostitute named Rahab, who was found righteous in God's eyes by her works. For she received the spies into her home and helped them escape from the city by another route. For just as a human body without the spirit is a dead corpse, so faith without the expression of good works is dead. As I close today, I want to remind you that faith is not something you try. It's something you do. It's a way of life, and it will cause you to walk in victory every day of your life. God created you to win and live an abundant life, and you do that by walking in faith. As I tell you every week, God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. He loves you with an everlasting love, and He has great plans for your life. If you'd like more information on how to live the victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaper.com, and sign up for my daily emails. Faith Builders for Victorious Living. And you can also sign up for my monthly email, Victory Thoughts. Plan to join me again next week as we continue our series on faith and we learn how to meditate the Word of God.